Welcome into another special Plastic Posse podcast interview. We are extremely pleased to welcome back a friend of the show. Uh, we had him on four or five episodes ago. It was a lot of fun to talk to him, and uh, we didn't get enough, so we've got him back. Uh, welcome back, Andy Klein from Andy's Hobby Headquarters. Thank you so much. It's a it's a privilege to be back on your show here. I I have to say I listened to all of them myself, and uh, and even the one I'm on because I don't like listening to my own voice normally. <laughs> but no, but it's it's great to be back on. I appreciate it. Well, we are excited to talk about a lot of really, really cool topics. And uh, I think we have uh, later on in the interview, uh, something special that you're going to talk about. But in the meantime, TJ was just showing us, I've got TJ and Grant with me here, the 116th scale Easy 8. And uh, TJ, what are your initial thoughts on that new uh, kit from Andy? Uh, It is an absolute unit. It is huge. I mean, anyone that listens knows... Andy, you, you may not know. I'm a 135th scale guy more often than not. I dabble in 148th armor too, but, and I'm a, I'm a big Sherman guy. I love Shermans are my favorite tank. Um, so this is my first 16 scale kit. It is awesome. Uh, I was a little surprised with exactly how big it was. I put it, it on my desk. It's kind of shocking and, when you first open it and you go, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I pulled, I pulled it out of the box at my kitchen table and my wife looks at it. I'm like, that's a kit. It's really, really big. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice. And then I, I told her all about it. And um, she's like, oh, that's, that's very cool. But yeah, yeah. I've started, uh, I got a fair amount of the the lower haul done. Um, I haven't done the, the bogeys yet, but that'll be my next project. But so far, everything's building up great. I, I mean, no complaints. It's fantastic. And it looks you'll, amazing. You'll find too. I, I've done a lot of 16 stuff lately. And I'm like you. I was always 35, 35, 35. Occasionally, I throw a 48 scale in there. And I am so hooked on 16 scale, not just because it's that. I mean, I'm all the 16 scale kits from TACOM or DOS work. My, my 53 year old fingers <laughs> are easier to hold on to everything <laughs> in big scale. I can see everything a lot better. I'm, uh, it's, you'll find it, it gets addictive to go into the bigger scale. And then, of course, all the extra detail that they've, yeah. they've thrown yeah. in there that, uh, is great to see it on there. I know. Uh, Personally, um, uh, painting and weathering the turret is always like my favorite part of, of any armor build and just holding that gigantic turret. It's like the size <laughs> of a softball in my hand in the right. gun barrel, which I feel like is a foot long. It's not, but I mean, you take that piece of metal out of the bag. And you're like, I could like bludgeon someone with this. It's so big. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I cannot wait. Um, I, I've been a little bit of a, a modeling funk lately and haven't really been focused. But when I got this in the mail yesterday, I brought it down here immediately and just started ripping the bags open and putting it together. So, uh, I'm really enjoying it. Very good. I appreciate that. Another exciting kit, too, is uh, TACOM's, uh, we can say it here, their Jeep kit in the same scale. (laughs) And, uh, you know, my favorite part of that, uh, Andy, is the detail they put into that Go Devil engine under the hood. And, um, man, fantastic. Of course, you can always add more to it. But the the way that the engine head is laid out, you've got spark plugs uh, that you could wire if you want to. All of it is, you know, in the 16th scale, you could really go to town. You're absolutely right. And that's the that all that extra detailing in there. We have found that we have a lot of car modelers that are suddenly interested. Granted, it's a soft skin, but they're interested in armor, so to speak. It's still an armor kit, I consider. And yeah, they're going to town, putting the wiring in and detailing up. And I've seen some of my locals that would never touch anything than a 24th, 25th scale car building a 16th scale uh, Jeep. Cool. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Great crossover. Well, 
We're going to make uh, Andy go sit in the interview chair and get all strapped in for the uh, hard stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, but before uh, we get into those questions we have for Andy today, want to talk about a couple of things. Andy himself has uh, started a new Facebook group for the 116th scale Easy 8. You can find links to that over on his Facebook page. So that'll be, it's, it's already got awesome reference photos and a lot of great people have jumped on there. So make sure you guys listening, uh, go check that out. And then also the Plastic Posse, we've started a 116th scale Easy 8 group build as well. So that's going to be a great places for you guys to get references and, and watch people as they go along and build these kits. So uh, we've talked about the Sherman. We've talked about the Jeep. Both I have the Jeep. I love the Jeep. The, like Scott was saying, the, the engine. And I'll tell you what, Andy, the the the, mach- the 50 cal mount itself on that kit. I, I love that thing. And it's just the 50 cal it comes with it is fantastic. But then you add the other one. Oh, wow. It is such such a beautiful. Such it a beautiful. is. They really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they did. So I want to I want to basically talk about some other little kits you've put a video about. Also an armor guy, figure painter kind of guy. I'd I'd love to chat about the new super heavies from Tacom, the Japanese, the one that the 150 that's coming out, the the VK coming out. You've seen them, you've had your hands on them. What are they like? I I, I know a lot of our listeners are really interested in the Japanese 150. The Japanese is probably the best of the three too. When you mention it, there they in that particular kit they gave you four metal barrels. Oh, wow. to to for all the uh, the main armaments on it there uh they did give you plastic barrels in the two german ones mm-hmm. which uh would have been nice if that added on it but if i'm looking and if i'm correct the yag yag tiger barrel should replace that so you can get one of those from aber it's supposed to be, it's the same size gun and i don't you know they're fictitious tanks anyway so it looks exactly like a yag tiger barrel on it so i assume that you'd be able to do that but uh they are they are massive i got those boxes in and they were i don't know in my mind i'm picturing just regular tack on boxes and then the three of them showed up and it was all three were as big as the sherman box but so that shows you how big those things were. And you just open it and you hold it in your hand. And the Japanese tank, yeah, is a beast. And uh, I tried looking up a little information on it and, you know, got mixed, so many mixed things on it. But they're, they're going with the 150 tons. So it is wow. large. And <laughs> you put anything else 35th next to it and you're like, wow, that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love the video you put out on both of them. That was great. It was really good to oh, see. Thank the, you. You know, it's, it was really, really nice. So other than that, let's let's talk about what else do we have planned for Andy's in 2023? Well, uh, we're going to keep on keeping on, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'll, t- we can talk about the, the special project in a little while there. I mm-hmm. obviously I'd like, uh, it's, a, it's another kit that's coming out. It's another large scale kit. And there's some, there's more things that are going to be happening at the end of the year mm-hmm. that are going to blow people's minds. Uh, <laughs> but I, and I, I hate to be the tease like that, but yeah. I, I'm sworn to secrecy on these other things right now for at least <laughs> another month. But, um, but I'm so glad you guys reached out to me on this because I do want to share with you my next big kit. And the kit is actually in production already. It's, uh, wow. well, I should say, the molds are being cut right now. Okay. So so I have a, a question myself. So yes, all the kits you've built this year, all the ones you've, you know, the, the ones you've started, the ones you've had a little hangover from last year, which one has been your favorite? I would, ha- and I'm going to 
discount mine because I'm going to take mine out of the right. mix. That was the one I had the most fun doing for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. I mean, yep. A, it fits together very well, but mm-hmm. probably the uh, the 16 scale Stug. Well, yeah. uh, I, I had a blast doing that. And Steve from Value Gear provided such oh. beautiful stuff. And it just comes alive when you see all that stuff in the back there and piles of it. And mm-hmm. and and speaking of that too, Steve, if you haven't seen the video, Steve has provided me with the samples. He's going to start working on those very soon, and we should have them soon for the Sherman and for the Jeep too. And the yeah. Jeep's got some great, great sets like that. And and that's what I plan on back going back and do. So if it wasn't the Stug, it would probably have to be the Jeep because I'm like <laughs> you, I like all that little detail. Now I didn't wire it or anything because I just mm. kind of painted it up a little bit, but the thing just is stunning to look at in person, especially when you're look, used to looking at a 35th scale one that's like four or five inches, then you get, hey, this is substantial right here. Right. So. We're big fans of Steve's ourselves. and you know, Absolutely. He's, he's one of the yeah. nicest guys you can ever meet. He, if he, not he, the nicest guy. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, he yeah, may be the nicest guy in the hobby, serious. Yeah, he he really is. He's just a he fan goes fan. out of his way to be friends with everybody. And it's, he does. it's great to see that. Yeah. It's, and it's, everybody it's, knows Steve. It's yeah, like, oh, it is. Know, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> And his work, like you said, is fantastic. He just lays everything in there just perfectly. So I'm curious a little bit. What do you expect to see not only in the hobby business, but the hobby itself for you besides the 116th? Uh, right now, I'm going to I'm gonna concentrate on, on bigger scale stuff. For mm-hmm. one reason, I'm doing stuff that nobody else is has done already. Right. So it'd be like foolish to do an M18 Hellcat in 35th scale right now. <laughs> to be a, although there's, although there's was six months late in the United States, seriously, it's a gorgeous kit. And, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of 16 scale subjects that I think are, are good subjects that people want. Let's face it. We're all, most modelers are getting a little bit older and mm-hmm. everyone has come in to a man and said, man, I appreciate the exercise. I like the guy. I can, I can see it. I can hold it. I can do all of that with it. Yeah. And, And honestly, the the pre-sales blew me away. I'm not just saying we are going to actually be sold out of the entire production run within the next couple of weeks. Congratulations. Um, It it took off like wildfire. They are shipping out thousands of them out of the the warehouse. And uh, I don't know when they can do a second production run. Obviously, we're going (laughs) to probably have to because it it was – I appreciate everybody out there that went ahead and uh, got on board with this. And, and and guys who are not armor modelers, that was the best part. I've had guys come and go, I'm not an armor model, but I'm building this thing because it just looks so cool. It's a substantial piece. And I, I keep falling back on that because, you know, you started one down there. It's it's substantial. You hold it and you go, this is crazy on it. So yeah. well, I mean, from all of us, man, just congratulations to have yeah. your, fir- your first Andy's Hobby Headquarters kit do so well. That's, I yeah, mean, I fan- fantastic that. vision yeah. and execution by you. Nerve wracking in the beginning because you just don't <laughs> know how anything's going to happen. So, <laughs> And you nailed it on the head. Like you're building stuff that other people are not doing. And that's that's great. And that's what this hobby needs right now. And, and honestly, I've, I've had a store for 27 years, I think. And I fall back on that. I kind of have a general idea what most of my customers want. There'll be people that, you know, always we see all of them in the magazine. Oh, people want this and that. But you really get an idea running a store. And, and the perfect example of that is with the interior. Now, I know it would be great to have an interior on that and the people that always mention that. But I'll tell you, anytime we have a kit that comes out with an interior, without an interior, the non-interior sells 10 times more than the interior kit. I want to make at 139, we, we tried to offer the best price possible for such a big kit with all the detail and stuff. And I wanted to make it for the masses. And if we if we put an interior in there, 
and we did all this other stuff, you start getting up into that three, $400 range, that just takes a huge group of the people out of the, out of the, uh, the market. And the same thing with the Stug. Like I just saw that, I just totally spaced his name. He's coming out with all resin interior uh, parts. David Parker. Parker. David yeah. Parker, yes. Yeah. Yes. And and you look at those, they're absolutely gorgeous. And for the one who wants to put those in, uh, I know people are going to be doing it for the Sherman. We've, I've already heard about talking about them doing it, doing parts like the V8 engine area and all that other stuff. So it's great for the aftermarket people. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to have produced all that, but we really want to get it out to the masses and we want to keep that price at such a point that it's affordable for, for everybody. And, and everyone likes to look at those. I asked all my customers that did buy the interior, I go, did you build any of your interior kits? Well, no, but I'm going to get around to them soon. So. And you saw like TJ, you know, TJ, as soon as you said interior, he was like, yep, yeah, that's true. It's 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love looking at and I've built a couple, but yeah. I have to say after I've built one or two of them, I need a long break from doing yeah. an interior kit. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like I, okay. I gotta walk. I gotta walk away for a minute. And yeah. they, they look gorgeous. I <laughs> yep. love them. And I'm. I can't wait to, to see the soon as someone comes up with the the V8 engine for the uh, for mine CAD or a 3D printer, however they want to do it. I will pop one in there and build one up. But, uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's great. So one more question for me. So sure. uh, you recently reviewed the latest aircraft from Tamiya, uh, Tamiya the new F-48 or sorry, F-35A. I had it in my hands myself at Orange Con a week and a half ago. Fantastic kit. Uh, can you give me your impressions of the kit and how you think it will sell? Uh, it's going to sell very, very well. Uh, yeah, it's it's a phenomenal kit. Fred over at Tamiya was kind enough to actually get, he said, I think it was the only actual production version that they had. So I could see it exactly the way it is. And it's Tamiya quality right there. I'm looking at yeah. it and I was like, wow, I'm not normally an airplane builder and I'm probably going to want to start building this kit. Yeah, I'm the same way. Same Luke way. Air Force Base is right down the street from me. Yeah. I mean, I live I live in uh, just north of there, and they fly over constantly. In fact, uh, during COVID, I tried. Uh, we had to shut our store down. I tried filming outside a few times, and the jets flying over were just ruining the YouTube video. So I go, "Oh, I got to go inside." Because <laughs> that big loud jet flies over, you hear it. So, yeah. But no, back to the Tamiya thing. Yeah, they they did a stunning, stunning job on it. And from what I said, that heard they worked five years. Years yep. working on that and yep. there'll be people that we've heard about the the ram panels being too too high and this and that and then like I, i've got a guy who actually works down there and he said he said it looks good though he yeah, said yeah. it's gonna look good when you build it up and yeah. that's the name of the game right here my thing right there is anytime there's anything that's going to be wrong with the kit well i'll tell them well first of all the real one is not made out of plastic so it's not 100% accurate right from then and there on right there. So, yeah, like I said, I, I, I was the same way. I had it in my hands. I watched with George and those guys there at Orange Con. Right. We sat behind the table for a while and talked. And I was I, the, the landing bay in that thing. Is that, just, I was just going to say, is that a yeah, thing to behold or what? That you look is the at most, that and you go, yeah, wow, that gets me excited just looking I, at that. Yeah, I don't build aircraft myself. And I looked at that and I'm going, I'm going to have to have two. You know, it's right. like, this is beautiful. It's such a, it's such a, and you know, it was Absolutely. five years. Uh, George was telling me it took him five years because yeah. the, the PAOs, you know, of course, it was a classified aircraft for a long time, still is, but you know, they had to get, there was no access for PAOs and stuff for the PAO to give them. Phenomenal. The fit, I mean, we took the halves, just, you know, you just stuck them together and they were, yep. you know, pop and there were just no seam line, nothing. You know, it's, they, they're making it easy for us armor guys to move over to airplanes. So I love the fact that they gave all of the different markings in yep. one kit. 
Yep. You know, some of the other companies are like, oh, you can build the American one here, or you can build the uh, the one with all the, uh, the the armament package on the outside of it. Oh, yeah. Everything is in this kit. So you choose the way you want to do it. If you want to do exactly. an Israeli one or yeah. an, a U.S. one or an Italian, whatever you want to do, it's inside there. And yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's a beautiful kit. And as for selling, it's yeah. going to sell phenomenally. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. you. I, I saw your pre-order go up and I was it's like, it's going oh. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's going it's very, very, very <laughs> yeah, well. They, that, so. their, their marketing department really yeah. hit it out of the park on this. The, the A model has the biggest number of customers. You know, I'm up here in Utah and Hill Air Force Base has a scheme in the kit. I mean, this kit won't stay in the shops up here for sure, but being able to do an Aussie bird or an Israeli bird or, you know, Luke or or Hill, you know, it's just, they. I think they've really hit it out of the park from a marketing standpoint. Right. They didn't give Luke Field air uh, markings though. I I said that in the video. I mean, there's no LF on the back and I don't know how many are down there, but there are a lot down there. And but yeah. a lot of them are from other countries too, because all mm-hmm. the other guys are coming over here to train with them. So. Right. All right. That's an all easy right. fix with a decal sheet. So. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a couple out for that that aircraft pretty yep. soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, that's all I got for you, Andy. Thank you so much for answering my questions. Well, thank I'm you. Pass you off to TJ. Absolutely. All right. So I'm gonna uh, we'll do a little more about you, Andy. You personally. So besides I'm boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> So besides being a hobby store owner and a mail order business owner, you're also known as a modeler through YouTube. That's, that's how I was introduced to you, obviously being on the East coast. And this is, this is a uh, kind of what I was talking about before we were uh, going. I'm, I'm in a little bit of a loss of a mojo too. So someone who's been modeling for as long as you have, what would be your advice for someone who might be struggling with their modeling mojo? It is a perfect question because it's happened to me before too. I live, eat, and sleep modeling. I mean, more than the average person because it's my job. I have, I see it all the time. Biggest thing that I like to do is to change it up because I'll get burnt out on doing one type of thing too much. And that's why I'm, I'm super excited about the 16 scale again. A year ago, you didn't find hardly anything in 16 scale. And I was doing the 35th over and over again. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, I want to do something different. And then you start building 16 scale and it just, it came alive. So anyone who out there gets into a funk, pick up something completely different scale, different genre even. Um, I'll throw a car together. I'll do a, a mediocre at best job <laughs> car. But if it's something that I'm interested in, I, I always look at it. I'm doing this for me first and foremost. I build this kit and I have a Formula One car that I built from Tamiya a while back. This is way before YouTube. And I loved it. And for me, I thought I did a great job for as good as I, I the guys blow it away if it was in a contest, other people, but I love it. And it was like something I'd never part with. And that was at a time too, what I was like, kind of getting burnt out on doing the same thing over and over again. I'm, I'm going to do a car. And I just sat there and did that and change it up. That's that's my best. And then actually, my rule is if I open something, I have to finish building it. And le- unless it didn't, you know, one kit in the last 20 years, I just threw out because it wasn't going together. I was having one of those days or one of those weeks. But after that, that's why I don't do a lot of different builds at the same time. So because I know me, I'll do squirrel and I'll run off to this other kit and start building this kit and I'll have 15 unbuilt kits. And that doesn't work very good for guys going, why aren't you building on YouTube? Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but back to that, I would just say, just, just keep working on it right there and, and try different things. That That's what gets me out of it. You know, you do 10, 35th scale in a row and it's like, ah, it's time to do something different now. So you mentioned, um, throwing away a kit cause you were having like one of those weeks or whatever. Um, we, we were kind of talking about that in our last episode too. When you have one of those days at the bench, can you tell us a time when you overcame an obstacle 
with a kit when you were having one of those days or one of those weeks? What did you do to push past that? Absolutely. And I may have mentioned it in the last video there is uh, I am an expert at messing up every single kit I build in some way, (laughs) shape or form. I I always do something in it, but I'm usually good enough to fix or hide what I did. And I think I told the, um, Scott last time that I broke the canopy on the, the 109 G6 from Tamiya. And it was the prototype one. And there was not going to be another kit coming out for three or four months. And I told him I'm going to get this video out. And I ended up having to put a Hasegawa canopy on a Tamiya. <laughs> it was just the center part. Nobody was going to know anyway, but that's it. And it's, I, I, when I do mess up something and back to that one kit that I did mess up, it was completely my fault. It was a, I remember it, it was a 30 second scale Hasegawa Focke-Wulf 190. And I got the decals on, everything was going right. And then I had a, a major snafu with clear coat and it bubbled my decals and it messed up. And I looked at it and then I accidentally touched it when I thought it was dry and it wasn't. And I just, I go, oh my God, I just made a bigger mess out of this. And then I I just sat there looking at it and I'm going, I should just cut my losses. Because by the time I try to fix this right here, I could start a new kit, get it done and not have to repair that. And I just went, yep. And I flung it right in the trash and it went and started the kit over again. And, and it came out fine after that. But it's it's crazy. Sometimes you can use the same product 20 times in a row and that 21st time, what did I, I know it had to be me. What did I do wrong? Cause it worked the last time I did this. I, yeah. It, it's frustrating. And I get mad for a couple minutes and then I basically just start laughing and I go, this is, yeah. this is a joke. What I just did to this right here. And uh, so it's, it's fun sometimes. Well, kind of on that same vein, what makes you the most happy? Uh, what do you enjoy the most when it comes to, to the hobby? And this is I- I- anything, any aspect of the hobby. What, what brings you the most joy? Believe it or not, I love seeing all the new stuff coming out and just to, to, to fondle the plastic, so to speak. And I'm in a, a unique situation that I get a lot of stuff very early. And it's like Christmas morning a lot of times because I get I get so excited, especially there's some new stuff that's going to be announced and it, it, they'll tell me and that it's coming on the way to it. I get, oh boy, I got to get in. I got to get to the store really quick to make sure I don't miss UPS that morning. And that to me is is the innovation and in all the new kits that come out. And even if it's something that doesn't normally my genre, there'll be like something new, like, like I said, I'm not normally an airplane builder, but the F-35, see them every day. I'm kind of excited about this kit right here or the new armor kits or even sci-fi. When something new sci-fi comes out, I don't have a huge hoard, if you can believe it. I don't have a huge, but there are certain kits that I go, I'm not building this right away, but I am putting this away right now because I like to think about all the things I want to do with this kit. I want to build it this way. I want to do it this way. Probably never get to it because I only have so much time in life. Speaking of that, that's probably the most favorite part of the hobby is thinking of all the things and coming up with a scheme in mind or when we get to the next kit right here, I've been watching a ton of YouTube videos of history videos for for that. And I've been learning all about, oh, this is how this this is where this person fought and this is how this this tank fought. And then I'm like, oh, that's how I'm going to build mine when as soon as I get it and then, I go, oh, wait a minute, here's a better scheme that I want to do. So now I've got 10 schemes by the time the kit comes in and I don't have time to build 10 kits. So to me is all the fantasy, I guess, in my brain, I'll have to call it that way, is that's what I love the most about this hobby is all the things that I come up in my brain that I go, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do it. And that's what gets me excited about it again. And then, then trying to convert that into a build and paint job that matches what's in my brain not sometimes falls short. 
I do. I do have to call you on one thing, though. You say you don't have a stash, but you have a store and a warehouse, man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, was say, I was gonna say that you have like literally the biggest stash of anybody. Right. But everyone, anyone can come into my store and buy any one of those kits off me in a heartbeat. There's only a couple special kits that I have put away. And I had, I did put a couple of Shermans away just because they were, I have the very first prototype one. I have the very first kit that came off the line. And then I have two others that are in brand new mint box. I just put away. I was like, I plan on building more Shermans with that, with that Sherman. So, and then a few other 16 scale from like my friends at DOS work and people like that, that uh, are special, those kind of kids. But everything else, I look at it if... if something's about to go discontinued, then I, I might grab one. Uh, but usually by that time, I've usually already built it or anything that I want to do with it. But yeah, I guess I do have a pretty good stash. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on uh, with uh, what TJ's been asking you, I wanted to ask you about your your trip over to Germany. Uh, you got to hang out with Rick Lawler, got to go to museums. Tell us a little bit about that. It looked like a fantastic trip for you. It was. Um I am, I'm very, very good friends with, uh, the, the gentleman who owns MBK or Model Balconic. He and his wife and my wife and I, we flew to Munich and he picked us up there. And obviously he's a German speaker, which is wonderful when you go to a foreign country, not to be the typical American going, why aren't you speaking English <laughs> you know, to us? So having someone like that. And we went, got to go to Munich and then Salzburg and Vienna and Prague and Berlin and just got a whirlwind tour and got to see so many museums because he and I have very similar interests in that kind of stuff. And it was, it was just an incredible time. And then of course, he's also in very good with the, uh, the Munster Tank Museum, which uh, at the, the very last day with Rick and I and a few other good friends there, we got to tour and go inside a lot of cool stuff that I, Honestly, didn't think we'd even get a chance to, but we got to go in a lot of stuff and see the entire museum, a special VIP. So that was wonderful. Oh, man, that's a very good trip. A a dream come true for an armor builder. You know, uh, JB wasn't able to meet, but he wanted me to ask you specifically about Munster and and, uh, which tank you enjoyed seeing and climbing on more than the others. Uh, Overall, um, inside... The, the panther that I got to go inside, a panther is pretty cool to go inside. And that's a runner, they told me. The Panzer IV we got to go inside as a runner. And then it was kind of a last minute thing. And I, I've, I've said this a few times. The Stug is kind of one of my favorite vehicles. And we were kind of walking by and I knew they have one there. And at the last minute they go, Hey, we got the keys to this. You want to go over and, uh, heck yeah. <laughs> and my, uh, my very good friend Christian, who is, um, he does all of the model Balconic videos in German. Even he had never been inside of that before. I almost, I almost had to fight him to be the first one to get inside. <laughs> so he goes, Oh, I've never been in there either. Let's jump in there. And, and I can see, was, I can see Andy shoving him out of the way. Right. <laughs> Give him a yeah, elbow check there to get yeah. in there. <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey. It, it was very, very good time. And, and then some of the things to go inside here, being a modeler my whole life, going inside the Sturm Tiger and never dawning on me that those cutoff bolts on the outside were how they attached the upper to the lower hull. And that they literally, the Germans literally cut the top off of the Tiger and dropped this on there and just put some plates inside and drilled holes in it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's how they put this together. <laughs> And then I'm sticking my finger between the gaps and I'm like, oh my God, if this was in a contest, this would totally be kicked off the table right here. And, <laughs> Cause I can stick my finger all the way through this gap right here or the Russian armor. 
oh my, <laughs> it is some yeah. rough, rough cuttings on some of those. And yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I, I've I've been to that museum myself. I, I was over there for a couple of years in the military. And if you take your fingers and you you can walk around and that's that SU eighty five they have there, and you're like yep. this all the way. Or, you know, you could take two fingers and put it at the gaps in between all. Oh things. yeah, and, and like you said, they would. Yeah, how far would that make it in the show? <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> and one thing, when we were talking about, uh, when TJ was talking about the Sherman, you know what? I I got to see my first Sherman a um, couple years back in person, and I was shocked at how tall that tank was. You know what? I, I always look at the model kits, you know, that we've I've built since I was a little kid, but never saw one in person. And even my son, the first time we went there, we walked up to him and go, God, Dad, that was, that's way bigger than I thought it was. I go, me too. I go, I'm expecting this tiny tank. And it is very, very a tall tank. And until you see these things in person or walking up to the, the King Tiger for the first time, you're like, Holy crap, this is big. <laughs> this, this is, this is a monster right here or the Sturm Tiger. Like I was just saying, I'm, I'm not tall. I'm five, five, ten on a, on a good day. My wife will say so, but I could stand up inside that Sturm Tiger and my head would just. The top of my, what hair I have left would just graze the top of uh, the inside of that thing. So you just don't realize the massiveness of these things till you get to go up inside and climb on them. And, and that their, their only rule was to us is don't fall off, please. <laughs> fall off and get hurt. And we're not going to be able to do this anymore. <laughs> so Give the insurance company can. involved. Right. You're in trouble. Yep. Yeah. I want to say, I think it was at Fort Carson Grant where they have a, an easy eight Sherman. That was the first time I had seen one. I mean, I knew they were tall, you know, 14, 13 odd feet tall, which is pretty tall. A lot of people exactly, don't realize yeah. Yeah. 14 feet tall is tall. I'm yeah. six foot and I'm looking up at it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't realize just how big and awkward they are until you try to climb on one. Cause absolutely. They have, they have a gate guard. Of course, like, Oh, don't get on the tank. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to get on this tank. Yeah. Right. The MPs are going to have to come stop me. Well, I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> right. and, um, yeah. I'm in pretty good shape. And I was like, man, this thing is. This is hard to climb up. <laughs> Would not like to have to do this all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of, I'm uh, not as in good shape as I was when I was in my 20s. And I'm sitting in the, the Panzer IV and I, I climbed through the cupola. And I was like, oh, cool. I slid in there. And they go, hey, go slide up to the driver's compartment. And I look down and they go, how? Um, I'm not 20 years old. And now my my 20, 20-year-old son was and he could. But, you know, he's 135 pounds <laughs> and slid right in. I'm like, now I go, I'm getting out of the tank and I'm going to climb over the top and I'm going to slide through the driver's compartment through the front like like you're supposed to do. And they are big, very, very big. Yeah, I'd still take one of those uh, World War II German machines over a Russian tank. We went out to the petting zoo at Nellis and uh, we were trying to get in and out of the T-72 they have there. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless Russians are tiny, tiny people. <laughs> yep. That takes they, a lot of They have of work. one of those over there too. And they are, you're right. They're very tiny. Uh, the other thing that was fun to look at too at the, the museum, and f- forgive me if I told you this, the last story, they have a, what do you call it? A leopard tank in there and the cross on the side of it, Balkenkreuz, uh, is that their symbol? And they had it on there and it was this because the, the German army runs this partially with the museum and it was right off one of the lines in there. And oh my God, the glossing on the side of this, uh, of this decal right here. This would, oh, a modeler would be so upset on this. And I'm, I took a picture of it and I posted it all over. This was a couple of years back. And I go, look at that. Look at the silvering on this right here. This guy didn't dull coat over it or anything on it. So it's, it's amazing to see the real life stuff and then. It makes me go, yeah, okay, my kit wasn't that as bad as I thought it came out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So on your trip over there, you got to hang out with a buddy of ours, Rick Lawler. How was that? What did you guys yes, do together? Yes, uh, very good. Uh, I, I hadn't known Rick before. I watched a bunch of his stuff, and I still do all the time. He, he was a great guy. and We had a lot of fun at the uh, the after parties that we had uh, at MVK. He's a great guy, and uh, we were the, the two uh, Amis, is what the Germans call us Americans <laughs> over there. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, though. It was good having another uh, another compatriot over here from the U.S. of A. So, especially one that speaks English. So, uh, sounds like a blast. Well, uh, we better get back to your physical fitness. So, how many steps a day do you get in your warehouse? I know some people they they count their reps with weights and miles, but how many steps a day do you get? And more importantly, how many Sherman boxes have you moved so far? Uh, a lot. So what happened with that is I normally am only at the warehouse for a couple hours a day and then I go to my store. But the day the 40 foot Sherman container came in, two people that should have been there were not there. (laughs) So it was me. And my uh, very good friend who also works, he's our, like, uh, works in our warehouse. And the two of us unloaded that entire 40 foot container. My wife did help a lot. She, we'd load up all the pallets because they come on the floor. Nothing comes on pallets when it's coming on those because it saves space not to. So she would move the pallets out. We'd throw another one in. And this old man was tired by the end of that day. <laughs> it came earlier than us. we thought, obviously, because I yeah. originally said November. We, we get the call and says, hey, we knew the ship arrived. And they said, we're, we're ready. We're bringing it to you Monday morning. I went, oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> Man, that's awesome. A 40 foot container of Sherman goodness. Yes. Oh. And the next, and we've got one more coming, uh, that has the last batch of them on it for your, and then that's, that's it for this production run. So anyone who is thinking of getting one, they might want to do it quick. Cause I know we're going to get the emails. You're out. And it's like- <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think we've teased everybody long enough. I'm going to turn it over to TJ and, uh, you guys can talk about the, uh, big announcement. I know, uh, we, we kind of touched on it earlier and we kind of, push it off to a little bit later but i think that time has come so for the listeners and your fans what is your big announcement okay before i do that though since i've got four of you right here in front of me what do you think it is because i have so many people who tell me they know what it is I, i'm just curious what you guys think and then, uh, then i'll uh or three of you in front sorry I, I guess i'm the fourth guy on the screen yeah. <laughs> uh, well you'll I'm tell just us curious. what you think <laughs> right i'm just curious what do you guys think it is so all right i'll go first so <laughs> Two things, one of which is a joke because Ivan, who couldn't be here today, our, our friendly Brit, has been messaging our podcast group chat with what the announcement is. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Well, first, first I was like, I know what it is, Ivan. He's like, well, what is it? Like, it's a 116 scale Tiger Toon Tank because he hates Toon Tanks. <laughs> he hates them. <laughs> so I don't think it's actually that. But what do I think it is? Uh, it's 116 scale. Yeah, I will say that. Um, I let that cat out of the bag because it's uh, a while ago. But let me think. I'm trying to think of what hasn't been in one sixteenth scale. <sighs> hmm. Well, you know, it's funny. While you're thinking about that too, there. I started looking at it. There are so many things that can be made in sixteenth scale without going, you know, into every yeah. your skewer tank that's never, you know, seen five or made in real life or anything like that. <laughs> but when you actually sit down and start thinking about it, there's a lot of cool stuff in sixteenth scale that can come out there. So So yeah. it's it's not a, a Jeep, obviously. It's not a Sherman and it's not a, a Stug. Oh well, <laughs> It's not an easy eight Sherman. It's not an easy eight Sherman. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> me personally, I would like 
an M4A176 Sherman, because that is my favorite variation of the Sherman. It's dead sexy. This the cast hall with the big right. gun, the T23 turret. Love it. So that's what I would like. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Next. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to say we've already done the Jeep and the Sherman. Of course, those dogs, everything. I think we're going to go back German and that's going to be a half track, a 251. Okay. And That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, my uh, my guess is going to be something I would love to see in 16th scale. I would love to see a Hetzer, a Young Ooh. Panzer 38. Ooh. So that's a that would that's what Hetzer I would, would like. would be very cool. So, right. That would be cool. And you might notice I'm writing all these down too, <laughs> for ideas for later on it there. Well, since um, I have to say, unfortunately, you guys are all wrong. So the, the kit that will be coming out, um, first of all, I'll say this. It is in the molds are being cut right now, and I should have a prototype sometime in November. And production will not be here, unfortunately, for Christmas time, but production will be finished sometime in December. So early next year, and I am doing a Tiger One early Ooh. in 16th scale, a state of the art one. So <laughs> that will be a monster. Oh, yes. it's going to be beautiful. Yes. And that's, you look at, the people who don't know armor, who don't know anything like that, Sherman and Tiger are the two that they know, if you don't yeah. know anything else. And everybody knew the Tiger tank. And I just was shocked that up until this point, I mean, there was, there was, you know, to me, it has a, a nice kit, but it's, it's an RC kit. It's, mm-hmm. you got to spend $1,600 <laughs> to, yeah. to get that. So someone who wants to just do as a modeler, that, that's tough to do right there. And there was one other kit that was out that was, kind of toyish it was a toy that was converted into a model kit from what i was told so this is going to be a state-of-the-art one it's going to be an early one so we'll have fifle air cleaners on it there it's a three-in-one kit so it'll have a command tank it'll also have michael whitman in it so it's going to be whitman's command tank is one of the options that are going to be inside there and then of course you can build just a standard tiger one early oh wow yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about yeah. it. It's one of my favorite kits, you know, just to build. I've always, you look at a tiger and it's, it, it's a cool vehicle yeah. <laughs> to yeah, see. So. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I can't wait. That's going to be the Whitman command tiger is, that's a great, that's a perfect nail right there on the top of the head. I that's think a, so. I, I looked yeah. at, you always look at when, like when dragon would come out with tigers and anything with Whitman on it, it yep. would, would sell out so quickly on it. And, mm-hmm. and there's going to be multiple markings. You don't have to do right. his inside there. There'll be plenty to do. Yeah. And it's having a 16 scale, really nice one like that. Right. I, I always wanted that. And I was like, we got to do this. So. Yeah. That's going to be beautiful. That's going to be, I mean, that I, I, I'm just trying to picture the, the suspension on it with all the wheels and stuff like that yep. in my head. I'm like, oh, boy, that's going to be fun. And the best part of all, we're uh, going to try to keep the price right about $150. Wow. Uh, fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, um, a, that's a deal. Just take it, my money. Right. And, and that's what that, I tell you. I, I look at this because I, I know the customers in there and yep. I know what they want. And, we, and yeah, we'll sell some if we do them at $250, but I want more people to enjoy this. And once they start doing 16 scale, it's really hard to walk away forever. Now, I'm telling you, once, once you get further along, TJ, on that, uh, that Sherman, you're going to be like, I kind of want to do another big scale thing right here. I can, well, at least for me, I'm, I'm in my fifties, like I said, so I can see everything still very well in 16 scale. So, and yeah. hold it. That's the best part of all. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hopefully I'll have artwork very soon here and we'll be sharing it with everybody. And uh, Jason, the artist is working on that right now. 
Oh, I love his work. Yeah. It is. It's gorgeous stuff right there. And we've Can got I- uh, the box art's going to be facing the other way too. So <laughs> you'll be able to put the two side by side pointing at each other. So Is it going to come with a figure? Yes, it comes with Michael Whitman. Nice. Oh, cool. It comes with Very a, it cool. comes with a Whitman figure. Any 16 scale I do, I always want to include a figure because I think that's the greatest way for someone to determine scale. Yeah. You look at something and you build it and you have I, I we know we know what 35th scale looks like, but then you put a figure next to it and go, man, that was really tiny, tiny than I thought it was gonna be. And at least when you take a human being size figure and you put it next to it and you go, Oh, okay, I get a generic size, you know, here how this is supposed to look here. And yeah, always want to have more and more figures come out with all these kids. So, so uh, Steve at Value Gear. So just get your Tiger One stuff ready to go to Andy's place here in a couple in a while. Right. So. Well, that's the nice thing. A lot of the Stug stuff will just carry right over. I mean, exactly. other than the ammo boxes, which are you know different ammunition. But I, I was looking at the two. There's not, Tiger Crews really didn't store most much no. on the outside of them right there. Not like Stugs. Stugs were no. like everything in the kitchen sink were thrown on the back and yeah, in the Tiger. Yeah, it's a yeah. there's a lot of room in a tiger. You're right, Andy. It's it's you know towards the end of the war, there's a lot more stuff on there. But you know the early models, it was clean. Plus, they have those turret bins. Yep. So yeah, we're I'm over the moon excited about it. I can't wait to uh, yeah. get the 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 test shot and start playing around with that and yeah. see how everything comes out. And it's yeah. always such a big step too between the test shot and then when the final production goes. You know, and you're like, well, it's all the extra detail. He said, I got. I mean, I knew it was supposed to be on there, but when the Sherman finally showed up and I was looking at every little bit of detail and there was a lot of emails going back and forth saying, okay, well, I want to see this have done right like this and that. We know we'll take care of it. We've got you. And so I am can't wait to see see this one come through. So I know it wasn't any of your choices, but I wrote every one of those down <laughs> as good ideas for the, the future. And I, I, I would it. like to do more Shermans in the future too. Um, there, there's talks with stuff like that, but nothing, nothing firm right now. So yeah. my, my all concentration is on the tiger. So yeah, that's great. Well, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna do well. I mean, yeah, it's a tiger. Everyone loves tigers, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's people go, Oh, it's another tiger, but it's a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> it is another tiger. Yeah. yeah every, everyone, s- everyone says that, but then they all still oh, sell. Fuck. When Tamiya brought out the 109 G6. Oh, why are they doing a 109? And then it was the best selling kit I've ever had. So it's like, that's why. Yeah, between the Sherman and the Tiger, I mean, you know, people are going to love that. And you know what better way to introduce them to the scale than these popular subjects that have wide mass appeal. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's the name of the game. We want to get it out and we've got to sell enough of them at a reasonable price. That's that's the thing I kept falling back on. I want this to be open to the the masses right there. And I know some people go, well, $150 is a lot of money. And yeah, I'm not trying to downplay that, but compared to like $400 or $1,000 kit, that just takes so many people out of the equation that, you know, don't, don't want to spend that kind of money. I'm, I'm most. Well, I, I mean, I have to say like with the Sherman, right? It's I like Asuka Shermans for 135th scale. I think they're the best. The Tamiya Easy is great too, but the Asuka has everything. I have, I don't know if you can tell, but on that one side is all <laughs> right. Asuka Shermans. Love them. And for the, the price of essentially two Asuka Sherman kits, plus you got to add in some extras with the Asuka Shermans because they all have two-piece gun barrels, which no thank you. Buy a metal gun barrel. Yeah. When you add that in, if you do two of those, you've bought a 116 scale Easy 8 Sherman from you 
And right. that comes with all that already. You don't need aftermarket tracks. You don't need an aftermarket barrel. It has all that. They're all great. And the amount of modeling enjoyment hours you get out of that $139 roughly, it's right. It that pays for itself, in my opinion, just because it's so big and it's it's so cool and it's so fun. It's, it's worth and, every cent. And one thing I'm going to um, immediately get rid of this myth right now. You don't have to use a gallon of paint to paint a 16 scale tank. Um, people go, how many bottles did you, did you use? And I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like, I used a tiny bit more than I normally would be. I, I, you can paint probably three of those Shermans easily with a regular bottle or the 23 milliliter bottle of Tamiya. It goes pretty far. It's not that much more paint you're using on it there. So, yeah. But you're right with the, the metal barrel and the figure. The figure is very nicely oh, done. And Jason, Jason actually sculpted that himself. And the way the way they cut it and put laid it all out is, is beautiful. And that's I've got high hopes too for the, the Whitman figure too yeah. to be put into the uh, the cupola. Yeah. And I'll say this, uh, the, what I like about 116 scale is that, you know, I've seen a lot of fathers with their sons building them together because they're a bigger kid for a kid that, you know, so it's not like the 135th scale where the kid has to really, you know, has harms and small hands. You know, he uses this 116 scale kit and it, it, it's, it's nice for that because it's bringing the younger kids into the hobby. And you know, as we all, we need that. We, we definitely need that. So, and, and these six, the, the Jeep is specifically fantastic for that. The Sherman is fantastic for that. And I, you're seeing a lot of group builds with dads and their sons working on these things. Oh, and absolutely. It's, and it's fantastic. And, you know, and kids like, like oh, yeah. the things that are impressive. Yeah. You, you show them a 72nd scale and yeah. nothing against 70. I like looking at those too, but it's like, Oh, that's cool. And then you show them a 16 scale Sherman bang on the table and they come in because I had two of them sitting on the cup in the front of my store and the kids would come in and they'd be like just so fascinated by the big scale stuff yeah. oh this is cool right here yeah. and then the way that you know the tracks all work yeah you can roll it and it's yep. like they uh, to me they always seemed way more fascinated with the bigger things get yep. it was like oh this is this is pretty cool right here yeah you know, it's like yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw it when I was at your store a while ago. I was months or almost oh no, over a year ago with your your uh, Abrams on the on the counter. You had oh you had yeah the, the big one sixteen scale to my Abrams, and that I, I the kid was up there just moving it, and he was just his yep. eyes were like the size of saucers, and he was like just watching the tracks go back and forth. That was fantastic, you know. You Absolutely, that, you know that's that's what's good about it. I agree. And it is going to have a metal barrel. The, oh. uh, the, the tiger is going to have a metal barrel. I insist on that kind of stuff because it's, uh, it's, it's necessary in that. Uh, it'll have a plastic one too, but I like having that metal, that extra weight up front. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the larger kits, you know, like in the Sherman, I think that aluminum, you know, keeps that straight and true a little bit better than the plastic parts do too. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, plus it's just cool. So absolutely. <laughs> And he's yeah. right that when you pull that Sherman barrel out for the first time, it's like, that's, that's a hunk of metal, right? There. That's right. <laughs> the only that's one right. I've ever seen bigger was when Ravel of Germany released that, uh, that howitz, the German howitzer and they included a, for a short time, it was almost like a, yeah, it was like a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, TJ's for you listeners is showing us the barrel out yeah. of his Sherman kit. That's huge. Yeah, it's, oh my gosh. That's a big piece of <laughs> aluminum right there. 
Awesome. Well, man, Andy, what a fantastic announcement for the, all the listeners out there. Uh, you, you heard it. If you haven't ordered a Sherman, make sure that you get a Sherman on order or you may have to wait for production number two sometime in the future. Andy, continued success. These uh, these subjects are incredible. We're super excited about them, and I know you're going to do really well with them. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. I love being on with you guys. It's been great. Yeah, lots of lots of cool things in the future too that will be coming that we can talk about then. And uh, but the tiger is going to blow some people away when they see this. So yeah, awesome. Well, what a what a great companion for that uh, that Sherman as well. And I loved it, that one because we don't have to worry about Zimmerit. Doing no. the <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. If if you mold it in, everyone can, well, how can I do two now? The the, yeah. the pattern's identical. And then and then if you try doing it yourself, it's like, oh man, that is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I did it one time on a Sturm Tiger and it came out okay, but it was a it was as much work doing that as it was building the kit. So <laughs> Early tigers are wonderful looking though. <laughs> yes, they are. Those well, and the, like you said, the five flare cleaners are, are yeah. really interesting as well. So and the that's rubber a, tires that's a great rather choice. than the yeah. steel wheel and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. and then there's different ways. You can paint it in three-tone camouflage, you can do it in winter, you can do it in gray. You know, those they were using those right along all the different theaters. So yep. it's it's yep. got some it's a great canvas, we'll call it, for yep. uh, for painting. And that's why TJ, when you get to the painting and weathering that that's when the fun really starts on that Sherman. I, I found it, I found it to be a lot easier to start weathering in there because it starts to look more one to one scale in right. my eyes. You get up close to it and you go, okay, I can see how this kind of looks like what it looks like outside mud and dirt and grime and all that kind of stuff on it. Yeah. I, I can't wait I'm trying to decide if I'm going to just do it all OD or do OD over with black over it. Cause I, I love that scheme. Um, and, or also the whitewash because I, yeah. I love whitewash and whitewash on OD looks awesome. So it, it does. Yes. I, I thought about that as one for myself and I might still do that, but I go, I got to make the first one just the way it is. The first one had to be Denise. So I mean, yeah. that one, yeah. it yep. was, it was not going to be anything else other than that. And then eighth armor was, I don't know if I mentioned that. My, my grandfather was the first infantry division in World War II. And after all the fighting that he had gone through, they had transferred him to eighth armor at the end of the war. So he had a, a, my grandmother gave me his uniform when he passed on. And I, I, I never knew that. I go, he's got first infantry on his regular sleeve. Why does he have eighth on it? And I talked to my uncle. He goes, Oh yeah. He, they said, Hey, you, we need numbers. You're going to Czechoslovakia to be with eighth armor. So my kit has got eighth armor division on it. So I'm thinking maybe he would have got the climb on or been near one of the, one of those exact easy eight Shermans like that. So yeah. it kind of killed two birds with one stone with that, uh, with that build. I'm, I mean, everybody probably knows already, but uh, tell everybody where um, your website, your social media, all that good information where they can find you. Absolutely. So the website is andyshq.com. Uh, and in Europe, in the rest of the world, Andy's HHQ.eu. And uh, social media, we've got all different types of ones. Mediocre Modelers is the biggest one. Also, you can just go to Andy's Hobby Headquarters on Facebook. A lot of the stuff is tied to that. So you'll be able to branch out and see all the different things like that. And then the new one, and I'm forgetting exactly how we called it, but it's the Andy's Hobby Headquarters M4A3E8 Sherman Build Group, which it's tied with Mediocre Modelers. So you'll be able to find it pretty easily there. And I'm having fun looking at all the uh, the cool posts. And a couple of my friends got to go to the Armor Museum and they took a bunch of pictures and are posting them up there now. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I got uh, easy eight pictures to look at. 
Awesome. Well, uh, international traveler, modeler, <laughs> a YouTube influencer, and now kit manufacturer, Andy Klein. Thanks <laughs> well, thank so you. much I... for being with us again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll Thanks, talk Andy. to you soon, Andy.